Welcome to Pathways to Rural Prosperity, the podcast that explores the inspiring stories, strategies, and insights behind the growth and success of rural communities. We're excited to present our spinoff series, Espresso with Entrepreneurs, where we're brewing up captivating conversations with remarkable entrepreneurs who are making a real difference in their rural communities. Whether you're a budding entrepreneur, an advocate for rural development, or simply curious about the transformative power of community-driven initiatives, Espresso with Entrepreneurs will inform, inspire, and equip you on your own journey towards a brighter, more prosperous future. Join me, Leanne Seiler, as we embark on this adventure, coffee in hand, uncovering the stories that shape our rural communities and exploring the many pathways to rural prosperity. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Ellie. I met Ellie last year when she was 21, and I was just blown away. She had just graduated from Kansas State University and was purchasing the lumber yard in her community that she grew up in alongside her parents. Now, that's quite an undertaking. We all know how important a lumber yard is to our rural communities. And sadly, once one closes, it's so much more difficult to get it back. Welcome, Ellie. Have you got your coffee in hand? Well, I actually am not a big fan of coffee. However, I do sell it in my store. Oh, well, that makes me sad, but it makes me glad to know that you sell in your store. I did not know that, and I will come shopping. (laughs) Well, I am so excited to chat with you today and learn a little bit more about your business, Prickly Pear Farm and Home, and your dreams for the future of your business. First of all, can you tell us a little more about you, where you grew up, what sparked your interest in business, or especially this business? Um, Yes, I grew up on my family's farm between Lewis and Kinsley with my two older brothers, Levi and Dakota who manage and run their own farms with their families today. I graduated from Maxwell High School, which is about a 20-mile drive east, and then I went on to K-State and graduated there. I was also in 4-H for 12 years, starting when I was 7, and I loved the farm and everything that came with it, even the business side. I would spend hours in the office with my mom, even though I don't know how much of a help I was, but I was (laughs) learning. I always wanted to know what was going on with the farm business. I did about everything you could think of. I showed cattle, pigs, chickens, did photography, crafts, and had many leadership positions during my time at 4-H. I am still so grateful for my time and opportunities I had in 4-H. I wouldn't be the person I am today without it. And then I joined the American Gilby Junior Association and continued showing cattle where I flourished. I found the people who were willing to teach me and help me achieve my dreams. Golden Image Cattle of Buckland, Kansas helped me win the National Champion Gilby Female at Cattlemen's Congress just this last January of 2023. I also have an irrigated quarter of farm ground in a cow herd right alongside my parents and my brother. Wow, I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, so having all of these projects and leadership roles taught me accountability, responsibility, planning, time management, and public relations, which I use all of these and experience many of them every day. And I knew as a kid that I wanted to be a well-rounded adult and experience many things because I knew one day that I'd be using them. And so now what sparked my interest in business? Well, I always knew that I wanted to own my own business one day, but wasn't sure what kind. Then this opportunity presented itself and I came home and told my parents what I wanted to do. And they said, okay, let's do it. (laughs) But it definitely isn't just me. My mom, Janine, and my dad, Jim Bob, are a huge part of Prickly Pear Farm and Home. My mom helps me with the business side of things and my dad can do about anything. He works at the store every day with me, helping customers, fixing things, and offers many services that I could not have or offer without him. So it's definitely a team effort, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think, did you have a dog in there too? Yes, my dog Rin. Yes, (laughs) Rin comes to work also every day. (laughs) That's great. Well, this might sound strange, but I'm curious. Do you think of yourself as an entrepreneur? Because so many people don't. They'll say, 
oh, I'm just providing a service. I'm just solving a need in my community. But that's exactly what an entrepreneur is. It's funny that this is a question because I really don't consider myself an entrepreneur. I just don't even really know what I consider myself, I guess. (laughs) But I consider that I guess I'm just doing my job. Well, you're doing a great job at it. (laughs) And speaking of that, you're really a great role model for young entrepreneurs. And I didn't know if you realize that, but especially young women. As I work with Network Kansas and get a chance to visit with people different places, I love telling your story. This person, this age did this. It's just so Mm -hmm. cool. And one of the things I love most about your business is that you're already giving back and mentoring other young entrepreneurs in your community. And I know this because I love Allie's cards and I have literally driven 45 minutes each way to purchase one from a friend, for a friend. So can you talk a little more about the young girl that supplies prickly pear with her exquisite one-of-a-kind handmade cards and how that came to be? Yes, Allie Walker, she's 13. She has a card business named Little Nest Bomb. And that was a nickname that her great-grandmother had come up with for her daughter and then her daughter. And so Allie wanted to carry that on. It's an extension of their family homestead, which is Vintage at the Heart Homestead. You can keep up with them on Facebook with their Facebook blog and what's new on the farm. And that's run by her mom, Ashley. So Allie and her mom, Ashley, had approached me about having some of Allie's cards in my store. And I thought, well, of course, why not? It doesn't take up much space. And yeah, of course. And it has been one of the best things because it's bringing people into my store that wouldn't normally come because of her cards. And I give her some ideas on what kinds of cards people might be looking for. And she takes the idea and runs with it. In fact, she had just won grand champion with a card collection at the county fair this last week in arts and crafts. So she's quite the gal. How cool. Yeah. I follow her on the blog and it's really neat. Uh I remember your open house last year. It was really a fun day. The economic development director and her board were all there as well as a chamber, lots of your friends and family. At that point, you had already worked with your banker, economic development, Network Kansas, put everything together for all of your financing. What were you thinking that day? That was already a lot of work to get to that point. (laughs) Did you think the tough part's over? Were you like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Yeah, it was definitely the hard part is over now. (laughs) It took a lot of time and planning to get all the legal and financial pieces into place. In fact, my mom and I had said, if we can do that, then whatever the store throws at us, we can manage, not a problem. Good attitude. (laughs) Well, the prickly pear, when I was in the other day, it looks a lot different now than it did. I see new products on the shelves and of course, the wonderful cards. And I understand that you're soon to be having another open house in August. Yes. So August 12th, we will be having a grand opening slash reveal for the new store. We had the store reset in June, which we were fortunate enough to find some new shelving for sale. So the store has all new shelving and it's all uniform and lots of things have been all moved around and have new homes. We have also added a lot of new products as well as food dips, spreads, preserves, salsas, soaps, towels, baby gifts, serving dishes, and more. And I just want people to feel welcome when they come and they can get whatever they need, whether that be a gift or a plumbing repair. I just want people to come and see what we have done. Well, it looks great. And I know even if I went in to get something for plumbing, I might come back out with a gift (laughs) because it's right there and so cool. Mm -hmm. So I know we're going to run short on time here, but I need to know how do we clone you in other communities or better yet, how do we identify other young entrepreneurs in our own rural communities and how can we best surround them with support? Just generally let them know how glad we are that they're there, that they're rural by choice, staying here, making our communities so much better. I think it takes a lot of guts to do what I have done. And I don't take that lightly by saying that, but I mean, it really does. And I'm very lucky to have the support system that I do have as well. 
I have my parents to thank for that. They have allowed and helped me to become the well-rounded person I am today and have made so many connections throughout my life. First, I think the big thing is teaching kids. People need to take the time to teach kids who want to be taught through 4-H, through school. Find those kids that want to do well. And then second, I think, but people, they need to support and take the time to recognize what the kids are doing. Tell them good job. Talk to them about their interests and encourage them. Look at what kids are doing and support them, especially in these small rural communities. Everybody knows who everybody is. And if kids don't feel welcome, then why would they want to come back? Exactly. That's well said. I love your energy. We have three new young entrepreneurs in my community and they're all in one city block and they've added so much energy to that block with their signs and their flowers and lights and things. I just love their fresh take on things and their excitement about their business just energizes us all. Ellie, my coffee cup's now empty and I know you're a busy woman, so I'll let you go. But do you have a Facebook page or other places where our listeners can go to follow you? Yes, we have a Facebook page, so please give us a follow and see what's new. Or you can, in fact, come to Kinsley anytime. We're open Monday through Friday from 7.30 to 5.30 and Saturday from 9 to 4. And we aren't just a lumberyard. We have much more. Yeah, and I think when you drive up, you can tell that from your sign. You have a really neat sign, and it's big. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can see it from a long ways away. So I can attest to that. Ellie, thank you again. You really are amazing. And it's been wonderful having you as a guest and learning from you. I have one final question that I want to ask all of our guests. If you had one single piece of advice for entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs, what would it be? I would say just go for it. Take the leap. You will have your doubts, but it will work out and find your people, find those people that will support you and help you, whether that be your parents or your grandparents or a close friend, it doesn't matter. Find somebody that's encouraging and wants you to succeed. And I am sure many people thought we were absolutely crazy when we started this venture, but we're very happy with the outcome and support may not have been easy, but here we are. So I would just say, just go for it. That is great advice. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for joining us and for all you do in your rural communities to make the world a better place. Join us again next month as we continue to encourage one another on our entrepreneurial journeys over coffee.